0: This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 AM, also available on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of the city of Albany. We begin with constituent questions for Mayor Sheehan. First one has to do with smoking. A woman wrote about cigarette smoke coming into her Albany Housing Authority apartment, Nutgrove Garden Apartments, believe that's on South Pearl. She writes that smoking was banned in these apartments, but people are still smoking. I would like someone to do something. I don't smoke and I get sick from it. Sometimes smoke comes into my apartment in the middle of the night. Please get them to stop. What do you say, Mayor?
1: Well, I am a huge proponent of a policy that was uh, took effect on January 1st that has banned smoking from all 2,200 Albany Housing Authority apartments, and so... Uh, It is a great step forward for public health. We know that many young people are impacted by asthma, that smoke can have, uh, you know, very harmful effects on people with other health conditions. So, uh, just like in most uh, market-rate apartments now, uh, that you know, many, many, many apartment buildings ban smoking. The Albany Housing Authority does as well. Uh, I was just up at a conference up at HUD in um, uh, Saratoga. This region held a conference, and and our housing authority is really a model for other housing authorities in in addressing this really important mm. issue. So she should contact the Albany Housing Authority. She should contact her building. Uh, um, representative and, and let them know that smoking is occurring. There is a process that the housing authority has put in place. Um, you know, they start with warning people, but it can ultimately result in people uh, being um, no longer being able to take advantage of living in housing authority um, apartments if they can't follow the rules. So uh, we will pass this along to the housing authority as well. But I would encourage her to also uh, let her building manager know.
0: Mm. I, I am a person of some age. I'm astounded, and I think a lot of the people my age are astounded at how things have changed in terms of smoking. I mean, we are talking about where people live, their own, their own apartments.
1: That's right. But it is also the fact that when you have walls that abut other walls, and in many of these apartment buildings, they were built at a time where they share ventilation systems. And we know a lot more now about the impacts of smoking. Uh, I was actually just having a conversation with somebody who was talking about remembering when you could smoke at your desk. And even though this person was a smoker, she never smoked at her desk. She said, it's disgusting. So, you know, I think different people have different views on it, but we all are breathing healthier air. And, uh, you know, people have a right to live in their apartment without having the impacts of smoking invade their apartments on a daily basis.
0: Our next constituent question has to do with the political rallies which took place earlier this week in Albany. And I'll have a couple of questions on that myself. But here's what uh, someone writes. I am not a Donald Trump supporter, nor a Bernie Sanders supporter, nor a John Kasich supporter. When I drove by the Times Union Center Monday night, Where Trump was speaking, I saw Albany police officers there for what I guess was crowd control. Please tell me that Albany taxpayers did not subsidize security for these three candidates.
1: Well, it was a very, very busy day uh, for the police department. And I just want to use this opportunity to give a shout out to our department because they did an outstanding, stellar job And I think that they really demonstrated to people who were coming here from all over the region to attend these rallies that this is the best police department in the state. They were professional. Uh, They kept traffic and people moving, and they really did an outstanding job. And so, um, you know, I think we all owe them a debt of gratitude but we also have to find a way to pay them. And uh, the debt of uh, the cost associated with that, we will be passing on and billing to the various venues for the additional patrols and police um, um, patrols that needed to be on duty for that event.
0: In connection with that, I did see uh, Times Union coverage that uh, for the Times Union Center, where Donald Trump spoke, their pay uh, his campaign pays them for this. And I think uh, the gentleman at the uh, center said uh, that they expect to net $30,000 from what they we're paid. Is, is, would but that be that you'd bill this Times Union Center, which again is a county facility? Or you, yes, uh,
1: we have a great relationship with the Times Union Center, and when they have events that are going to require extra police, so really big events like the Trump event and some of the concerts that they have, we provide additional security. We coordinate that with the Times Union Center, and then we bill them for any overtime that's associated with that additional cost. We have a similar relationship. With with the Washington Avenue Army where the Bernie Sanders event took place.
0: Mm. And certainly the Albany police are well-schooled in crowd control. I mean, uh, there are frequently large demonstrations in Albany.
1: Yes. I mean, we have a police department that is used to dealing with public demonstrations. We are a police department that is fortunate to have mounted police and that train and that understand how to use horses for crowd control, so we really have great experience here in the city, and I think it really showed on Monday when we had no incidents, we had people who moved along, even people who were standing in close proximity to one another with very different points of view, we were able to keep that atmosphere and keep the entire process um, calm, and and we had no incidents.
0: But for this very political city, Monday was arguably one of the biggest political days in in many years. I've seen it now compared to a couple of things. One was the last Bruce Springsteen concert (laughs) at the TU. He apparently drew more, more people than Donald Trump, although Donald Trump drew thousands. And there was some occasion when Bill Clinton came here for a Democratic state convention, when Hillary Clinton was nominated for state Senate. But anyway, with With the three candidates here, Trump, uh, Sanders holding big rallies, Kasich at least uh, passing through, was was quite an event. And and you're in politics. What what did you do that day? Did you go to any of the rallies? Uh,
1: I went to Saratoga. (laughs) <laughs> there was a HUD conference up in Saratoga, oh, a regional HUD conference, and I was already slated to be on a panel to speak uh, in the late morning and then again in uh, the mid-afternoon. So uh, I was up at the city center, which was preparing for a Kasich rally that occurred up there in the evening. Uh, so it was very interesting to see that whole uh, a place transformed um, and, again, a very... Um, uh you know a crowd that that showed up for that but uh i i was uh i was working on uh, important things and and really getting some really great insights from other mayors about how we can continue to provide affordable housing in the city of Albany.
0: Mm-hmm. I imagine if Hillary Clinton was rallying, you might have gone to that
1: one. Well, you know, yeah. uh, I I suppose I would have been able to make an exception for that. But, um, you know, listen, this was a great opportunity for people to come from, again, not just the city, but there were a lot of people from the city that took advantage of this. I know square school kids uh, from the high school who really wanted to see what a rally was like, what this was all about, what this process is about. And so it was a great opportunity for that to happen and to ver- see very, very different points of view all converge in the capital city on one day.
0: I do note that uh, Bernie Sanders apparently met with the relatives uh, of uh, Dante Ivey, Don Ivey, who died when he was in Police custody last year, and he also met with Black Lives Matter. This has been a, a thorny issue here in Albany, and um, I mean, politically, Bernie Sanders uh, needs to make outreach to the black community.
1: Well, I, I certainly understand that. I have no idea what was uh, said in that meeting, and you know, we um, uh, certainly understand and and send our condolences to the family of Dante Ivy.
0: Mm. Now. The primaries now just a few days off. Do you think Sanders can pull off an upset?
1: No. (laughs) Um, You know, I think that Hillary Clinton was our state senator. She really worked hard across the state and did so much work in upstate New York that I think the, um, you know, the residents of places like Syracuse and Rochester and Buffalo uh, and Albany uh, know how hard she worked for our state, and I think she um, will be the um, winning candidate come Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, again, you know, Bernie Sanders uh, is talking about things that are important for us to talk about, um, particularly around the cost of education, around the fairness of how we um, pay people in this country. Uh, but I think, you know, that Hillary has the experience and has demonstrated the ability to actually day one go in and do the job and has a plan behind her ideas.
0: And Donald Trump appears to be leading in the polls. Uh, some of his uh, campaigning this week uh, shifted to uh, an attack on the Republican Party structure, fearing, you know, from his point of view fearing that uh, the uh, nomination will be stolen from him.
1: Well, I do think that the Republicans have a problem. Um, you know, I Listen to Donald Trump and, you know, I know you have listeners out there who I'm sure are supporters of him, but um, you know, it reminds me of being in middle school. Um, you know, it's one thing to, you know, talk about being a tough guy and, uh, you know, building a wall and, and, and all of the things that he's talking about. But this is a campaign that's talking about, you know, the attractiveness of one another's wives. And, and it, it feels like a middle school brawl. And we need a pro in the White House. These are really scary times. When you look at what's going on across the world, when you look at how fragile our economy is, we need a pro in the White House, uh, not somebody who is going to stir up trouble and make comments that can have ramifications around the world.
0: Also this week, uh, a different topic, the New York Times did a story on Albany's a new LEAD program, which is designed to allow Albany Police Department officers to divert people who commit low-level crimes from jail into addiction treatment or mental illness uh, treatment. The story highlighted how the city and community partners are paying for the program. How does the funding for LEAD work?
1: So it's a combination. Part of it is allocation of resources within our police department, and then we uh, were received a grant from the TUI Foundation um, that is helping to fund a position for um, LEAD, and we continue to look at uh, other alternative sources. This is an area that the U.S. Department of Justice is very interested in. Um, there are other uh, um, foundations out there that are really interested in funding this work. And ultimately, when you reduce the cost of uh the criminal justice system um, on the prosecution end and on the end of sending people to jail, we need to recognize that we have to reinvest some of those resources in the upfront costs associated with diversion. Another really interesting um, thing that we're doing with this is we're looking at the the Medicare and Medicaid funds that have been dedicated to reducing the costs of Medicaid and Medicare um, because we believe that that is going to be able to help impact uh, what it is that we're doing with LEED, particularly in getting services mm-hmm. for people with addiction and mental health issues. And then the Affordable Care Act, getting people uh, on to health insurance plans that will help to cover some of the services that are being provided. So being very creative and proactive in how we're doing it, this has really been, you know, for me at this point, uh, just over halfway through my uh, first term in office, uh, this is a seminal moment. This is really an incredible achievement, and it took the hard work of our police chief, our police department, our community partners in order to make this happen.
0: When we come back on Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan, I'll ask the mayor about something called breathing lights. If you have questions for Mayor Sheehan, you can send us an email uh, for the constituent question segment. Ask Kathy with a K at AlbanyNY.gov. I'm Bob Cutmore. Talk of the Town is on Magic 590 AM. Breathing lights, a temporary art installation will soon transform hundreds of vacant buildings in Albany, Schenectady, and Troy into sources of gently pulsing light. What what is this all about, Mayor?
1: So this is a project that is financed by a grant from the Bloomberg Philanthropies. It's a million dollar grant Uh, The Bloomberg Philanthropies issued a competition, uh, I think it was about over a year ago, just over a year ago, uh, and they were asking communities across the country to come up with a public arts um, installation that addressed a challenge that a community was facing, and Albany could have applied for this on its own, so could Troy and Schenectady, but we thought, wow, we could really get... The Bloomberg Philanthropy's attention if we looked at a challenge that we have in all three of our cities and addressed it together with a public arts installation. And we were right. We were one of only four art projects that were selected across the country. I think there were over 257 cities across the country, including cities much larger than ours. And we were able to uh, win this grant and we are really seeing not only the artistic fruits of this being born out in the project and the excitement around the project, but we have the land banks in each of our cities coming together, and they're in in um, in concert with this project. They're going to be providing home training together, and we also have our different community based organizations coming together and we're working on putting together packages for how people can bridge the financial gap to invest in vacant houses so oftentimes there's a gap And we're looking at how do we pool our resources to provide grants to bridge that gap. We're reaching out to banks to work with them on how they can be creative about some lending vehicles that might be available for people. So this isn't just an arts project. It's letting the arts lead the way and to spur real social change in these neighborhoods that have seen a lot of neglect and abandonment mm. over the past decades
0: but in the art project itself the their, their buildings mean these are vacant buildings these are
1: vacant buildings and we uh, the the project is using lighting technology that's coming out of RPI and it is, um, there will be basically in the windows, um, there is an insert that goes into the windows of these buildings. And at night, they will pulse on and off. And it gives the, um, the sense that these houses are still breathing, that there is mm-hmm. life still in these houses, that these are not forgotten places. Um, and then there are going to be other, we've had a call for artists to provide other standalone um, arts exhibits in con- conjunction with Breathing Lights. Uh, so it really is uh, an incredible movement. I encourage people to just, if you're interested, Google Breathing Lights, and you can go online and find out all kinds of information about how you can participate.
0: Here's one more thing, do you know when we'll see the Breathing Lights?
1: We're looking at October and November that the lights will breathe.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, and on the topic of home buying, uh, here, a shout-out uh, to the Albany Public Library. They're having a home buyer fair Saturday, 10 to 2.
1: That's right, and it is a great fair. I usually stop in every year. Unfortunately, I'll be away on Saturday, but uh, they ha- there's so much information there. You know, we have a lot of people who um, are renting and who we know can become homeowners uh, they need help navigating their way to home ownership and the home buyers fair is all about that every resource you could imagine that you might need so um, if you want to attend um, and if or if you want to find out more you can just call 434-1730
0: all right county court election there's an election this year for county court judge You've endorsed city court judge William Carter. Uh, Carter apparently is running against Cheryl Fowler from the district attorney's office. There may even be another candidate. There have been disagreements between Judge Carter and DA David Soares. Uh, why do you support Judge Carter?
1: Well, Judge Carter has been a phenomenal city court judge. He brings a um, wonderful temperament to the bench. He has experience, he has experience in law enforcement. He has experience prosecuting cases, defending cases, and as a city court judge. And the types of cases that he sees, he really has demonstrated that the tremendous respect that we need to show or that we need to see from the bench, um, not only for victims, but also for defendants, um, many of whom, as we talked about with LEAD, struggle with addiction issues, with mental health issues. Um, and I think that uh, Judge Carter has the uh, the experience and has demonstrated the very important temperament that we need on the bench.
0: How are plans progressing for the annual Tulip Festival coming up in early May?
1: Well, the, the tulips are peeking out, uh, and uh, we're hoping that all this cold weather isn't going to impact the uh, blooms and that... We'll have great tulips in the park on May 7th and 8th. Um, we uh, The Tulip Queen nominations are in. Uh, we're going to be announcing the Tulip Queen in court soon. And uh, we've also announced the headliners uh, and, and the music. So uh, if you go to albanyevents.org, you can find out all the information about who's going to be playing and when. And uh, it's going to be, we hope, a beautiful weekend. And we're hoping for sun.
0: Okay. There's a new book out that I'm sure you like. Uh, in fact, I've seen you note it on your uh, Facebook page. It's called The Smartest Places on Earth. Antoine von Achmail and Fred Baker wrote it. And Albany is included on the list. The emerging brain belt of the United States, uh, say the authors, uh, crediting SUNY Polytechnic Institute, which has been behind much of the growth attracting corporate research centers to its Albany campus. So... Albany is a smart city.
1: It is an incredibly smart place where we have people from, you know, really all over the world coming here doing very innovative things. And it really is one of the centerpieces of the Capital 2020 plan. That was the plan that is the outgrowth of the Upstate Revitalization Initiative. And it is a plan that really um focuses on our strengths and so one of the five areas that we're really focusing on in that capital 2020 plan is the fact that we are such a smart place we have 23 institutions of higher learning in this capital region this you know eight Mm -hmm. county seven eight or eight to eight county region and um, you know, when you look at RPI, SUNY Poly, Albany, College of St. Rose, Union College, Skidmore College, I mean, you go on and on and on. That is an incredible resource that we need to make sure that we are tapping, that we're strategic about how we tap that resource, and that we use it to attract more businesses here. And there are great models across the country of cities that have done a really good job of doing that, and it's resulted mm. in tremendous growth.
0: What do you think of that old Albany saying, Smallbany? You know, that it's, uh, I always have understood that, that, you know, there's like six or seven people that get everything done or something like that. (laughs) Or everybody knows everybody else. Is that uh, changing?
1: Uh, Well, I certainly think so. I mean, one of the things about, uh, you know, Smallbany is that while there are some who use it derisively, I think one of the great things about Albany is that it is small enough to have a tremendous impact. It's easy to come here and to find a way to be impactful and to have a really successful and extraordinary career um, in an environment where you really get to know people and you're not just a number um, or you're not just, you know, a cog in a wheel, Mm -hmm. but where you can really see that you are being able to uh, change your community or change the company that you're working for. And that's one of the things that I've loved about Albany. I came here out of college for a job. I went to law school here, I worked for a great law firm, and then I went to work for a medical device manufacturer, and I traveled all over the world. Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to do things that I never imagined having the chance to do, and that I may not have been given the opportunity to do in a big place. In Albany, I think you really do have the opportunity to uh to do extraordinary things and that's really what we're focused on tapping into and it's why we have great talent here it's a great it's it's a great place and those who you know maybe don't want to be in new york city fighting the you know millions and you know one in millions and millions of people you can come here and you can you can start a business affordably um and you can get traction and have impact almost immediately
0: well mayor sheehan i thank you very much for joining us we're just about uh, out of time uh, Mayor Kathy Sheehan of Albany joins us every week on Talk of the Town. You can send in uh, your questions for the mayor to Ask Kathy uh, with a K, and uh, we'll put them on the program in the future. I'm Bob Cudmore. The program's heard on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM. Send those questions to Ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov.